You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. We're happy to be back here. Back here? We're happy to be back here. Just right into it. Didn't even let you guys listen to our theme song. No. It's fine. Whatever, Greg. Well, I um, Greg's just ready to get it done. I'm okay? ready to. I'm ready to. to Let's talk. just hurry up. Why don't we just go ahead and jump into our topic? Here it is. And that was a great episode, everyone. We'll see y'all later. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Welcome. We're hanging out here. I just want to tell everyone before we get started because I'm really excited about this shirt that you're wearing and. This is not a visual part of our pod, so I want you to talk about the shirt on the thing because people, everyone needs to get the shirt. So think of it as like a, a political campaign style shirt. It has some stars on it, and then below that it says Aladdin Genie, and then below that Make Agrabah Great Again, and then the year 2024. Those of you that have been with me for a while may remember seeing this because I originally had it in 2016, and I updated yeah. it for 2020, and then here we are in 2024. <laughs> Uh, maybe yeah. it'll be back around for 2028. Also, not a political statement in any way. It is just a That's pun true. on some things, and I made it Disney. So don't come at me for either way. I don't. I'm not interested in your opinion. But believe if Aladdin and Genie were on the ballot, I'd be hitting that right at this point. So. Yes. Okay, let's talk about what's on your mind, Greg. We got some Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party stuff. Yeah. So later. I forgot this... you went. Well, no, I didn't go. Right? I didn't go yet. It's this week. I it's am week. going. So. As you all listen to this, I will have been... the 19th? Yeah. Something's going... This Thursday, yeah. It's the 19th? Okay, because I was like, something's happening on the 19th in my life from somebody, and I can't remember (laughs) what it was, and it's you! It's you going to the... Um, Okay. By the time y'all hear this, we will be wrapping up our stay at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort, and then on Thursday, we are going to Mickey's Sensors Gary Halloween Party at Magic Kingdom, and we're very excited about it. Yeah. Yes. So we'll we'll talk about it. Um, Okay. Next week, when we also do volume three of The Haunting of Disney Parks, and I would like to point out, and I wasn't even attempting to do this, right? I didn't set out with this goal in mind. Okay. I happen to be talking to two different cast members over the past seven days, and both of them gave me firsthand ghost stories, (gasps) which is great because, and I didn't tell them I was like, you know, because every year we we compile ghost stories that we find online or if I like know people who want to try to get them. But this time I didn't even have to try. I got two nice things to chat about. Ooh, I can't wait. When we talk about our haunting of Disney parks. Do you know what the soundtrack of that episode is? It's. <laughs> is that the little <laughs> the little ghost thing that was motion sensor that would get? Oh, my From goodness. The, the 90s. <laughs> yes. So good. Anyway, so it's going to be really fun. We're going to have lots of spoopy things. Yes. Um, it's going to be just a little bit spooky or it's going to be spoopy, whichever side you're on. Yes. <laughs> yeah no like i don't think we ever get like weird there's no big murder stories or anything but it's more how have the no, parks it... been haunted no but i would kind of love it if like a true crime thing actually happened at disney parks so that someone can make a podcast oh. about it and then two of my favorite things would really collide <laughs> are you saying that you're like when you say you would like to see it happen just everyone know she winked at me when she said that and there's this weird look in her eye like not that i want it to but i'd be like oh my gosh there was a murder at disney and now there's a podcast about it uh, i am on oh my goodness <laughs> Which is very interesting that like nothing like that has ever happened. At Why Disney on before. earth? Well, you know there there have been some there have been some things which I will not specifically mention, but but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it hasn't been anything that's been like podcast worthy, I guess. Okay. 
I'm not trying to like make, I'm not trying to glamorize this. Okay. okay. Don't take that the wrong way and don't at me. That's not my goal here. I'm just saying I really love true crime stuff because it's just the depravity of man. Like, it's just very interesting to me. Like I, cause I'm always curious. Like I don't understand how people do certain things. Um, like what makes them, you know, get to a point where they take these actions. No one, like no cast members ever gotten so mad that they like got fired and came back and tried to like, you I'm know. just really enjoying watching you try to like back out of this parking space. <laughs> explain it away. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, whatever. You can at me if you want. We'll talk about it. I'll try to explain myself more, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is a question that mm-hmm. I feel like I get a lot and it's, should we stay at a Disney resort or should we stay somewhere off property and then why? And probably the number one thing is price. So when we posted this to our Instagram story to just hear from you all, like what are your biggest pros and cons? Um, I did make a note that other than price, cause I'm curious, I mean, price is like mm-hmm. probably the biggest con um, that most folks talk about, but I was just curious about others and boy, there are a bunch of, of cons and pros, obviously, um, so we'll go through our personal pros and cons of staying on or off Disney property or at a Disney resort or not. And then um, we'll share some that came through our Instagram um, when we posted yeah. about it. Pro number one for Greg, many resorts offer unbeatable proximity to the parks. And this was a, a common answer among all of you, which was really nice. Um, but I was just sitting here thinking, well, what do I like most about the resorts and the first thing that came to mind is the reason we stay as often as we do at bay lake tower and more recently at the contemporary is we love being close to a park and even in that area so the contemporary with bay lake tower the polynesian the grand floridian those are all right there within a a walking distance you can technically walk from the polynesian i would not recommend it but you can do it there is a walkway from Polynesian to Magic Kingdom. If you really like to work out and sweat before you hit the parks. Before you work, uh, walk, you just, work out and sweat. Why don't you just more. take a walk from the Polynesian over to uh, Magic Kingdom? Yes, but you know what I'm saying. It's a short monorail ride away yeah. otherwise. But Magic Kingdom is a walkable distance from, mm-hmm. um, like an easy walkable distance from the contemporary area. And um, the contemporary, really, I think more than the others, offer a really close view of fireworks same thing right so i feel like even if you can't immediately get to the park even when you're just hanging out in your hotel specifically that area you can go out onto seven seas lagoon and see the fireworks like that's that's because you're so close to the park um yeah when you're leaving the park on the opposite end like this i think this is where the real big value is Mm -hmm. because when we stay at the contemporary we are staying you know we go to the magic kingdom at night we watch the fireworks then it's the bottleneck then it's the huge rush the mass exodus out of the park and you get to uh, the like the kind of pinch points there where you have to go underneath the train station so you have that that backup and then you get out and it spreads out a little bit more and a lot of people are going to the right for the monorail or kind of straight for the ferry or a little bit to the left for the buses but then when you're staying at the contemporary you get to do the glorious real left-hand turn and there's like maybe 15 people at that moment doing the same thing, not, you know, 400 people. And yeah. you will be back in your room, tucked in bed 
with a little blanket up to your chin, right? Like you're a little Cindy Lou Who or whoever. Chin, chin, chin. Yeah. And you'll be drifting off into slumberland while other people are maybe just getting on the ferry or on the monorail. Yeah. Like it's to me like that is it is a convenience and it is an expensive convenience, but it just is a matter of what do you perceive to be valuable here, your time or your money? Yeah. And I mean, not every resort is close to every park. Um, I mean, there are some resorts that are kind of like sort of far away, but there's still like a closer ride than if you were to stay off property, I guess, is the like the thing there. Because, I mean, if you're going to stay at an off property hotel, you're going to have to drive like let's say you're going to Magic Kingdom. Well, you're going to have to drive to the TTC and then you're going to have to get on transportation from the TTC. So, yeah, I would say the transportation time, like the um, what you're saying, the proximity. Mm hmm. Most most of them are going to be close to at least one of the parks you're going to because that's yeah. like their whole thing. I mean, the four I mentioned were Magic Kingdom, the Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, and then although not owned and operated by Disney, the Swan Dolphin and Swan Reserve are all walkable to both Epcot right. and Hollywood Studios and also offer alternate boat transportation. Um, yeah, and that that kind of leads me to um, my like my first pro, and that's park transportation. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't know. like We've kind of already talked about it, but it's like, yeah. Park transportation from every Disney resort in multiple like fashions really does cut out a lot of like time and effort and guesswork and all that stuff. I mean, I still tell people, depending on what park you're going to, like if you're trying to rope drop, I'm like, you know, you need like 45 minutes mm -hmm. to like leave your hotel and get there and like be ready to go when it's rope drop. But um, it's a lot easier to walk out of your hotel and hop on a bus to your destination than to have to like get in your car, drive somewhere, park, get on a tram or walk to the gate. Then you're a little bit sweaty and you're trying to like get everything together and then do the same thing on the way home. Whereas hopping onto a bus, hopping onto a ferry, hopping onto a monorail to get back to your hotel. Like you kind of can't beat that. And you know, what's like, you know, what's another like pro here with transportation is like, I kind of have like vibes on one of mine, um, like one of my pros or whatever, but the vibe of like everybody is tired, but everybody like that's going back to their hotel. It's mm -hmm. like, you're all kind of doing the same thing <laughs> when you're going to an off property hotel. Like there's people coming from all over the place, like doing different things. But when you're all like, you know what I mean? You it's just a shared have that, experience. Like, say, it's that yep. shared, like park tired, but we're all coming home to go to sleep so we can get up and do it again tomorrow. There's just something to be said about that vibe. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, trauma bonding. You're all yeah. super tired and wiped well, you're out. Just tired. You know, it's like the screaming kid and you're like expecting it at that point. So everyone's like, yep, that's right. That's how I feel inside. I just can't do it because I'm an adult. But I don't know. Yeah, it is a trauma bond. <laughs> um, in regard to transportation, I would like to note mm -hmm. that the buses to Magic Kingdom bring you to the front of the park. Of the park. So a distinguish yes. here is that when you take your complimentary shuttle, let's say from your non-Disney resort, the only vehicles that enter the, the bus loop at Magic Kingdom are Disney vehicles, not anyone yeah. else. So the other three parks, you do get up in there potentially, um, especially Hollywood it's Studios because they have like 17 bus loops. It basically feels yeah. like. Yeah. It's also a pro of getting a minivan because I learned uh, more recently, too, that you can get like a, um, a lift, but that's going to take you to the TTC. Mm -hmm. But if you get a minivan through lift, that's going to take you to the front of the park. Yep. So... A Magic but Kingdom. Yeah. Everywhere, like Animal yeah, Kingdom, sorry, the, Magic Kingdom, the Uber drop-off yeah. is like so close to. It's actually closer like than some are. of the buses, to be honest. But Magic yeah. Kingdom, that's always the hardest park to get to. And because yeah. Minivan is a Disney-owned uh, vehicle, that they go right up. They're in spot like one or two or something. They're right up there, yeah. Minivan. 
Also, I mean, monorail rides, ferry rides are just, it's all good. It's all good Disney vibes. Like, mm. again, it is like the whole idea of being in the bubble on property, all that stuff. So, yes. And, um, and, and as we wrap up uh, transportation and proximity, we haven't mentioned the Skyliner. So there are four resorts. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there are more than four, but there are four that people that come to mind most easily. But then you can also get on the Skyliner over at the Beach Club, too. But Art of Animation, Pop Century, Two Value Resorts, Caribbean Beach, a moderate resort, and Riviera, a deluxe villa resort are all. So it's kind of like the whole spectrum Mm -hmm. right there on the Skyliner line. Um, And man, there is nothing more efficient than that Skyliner. So you'll notice that the line can back up at peak times, but those things are they're cranking. They have such a high capacity that you're not going to be waiting. We've... We took the monorail, the monorail. We took the skyline once from um, Art of Animation to the front of Hollywood Studios, and I, th- I think it was under ten minutes from yeah. like our room to the gate of. The- that's like you can't even do that in a car because by the even, time you get in yeah. and park and walk, like it's not even the- on a bus. Not yes. even like hop on a bus over there. It's going to be longer than that. It was really you're nice. Like you're sitting in traffic, you're waiting for other people to get on the bus. So awesome. Good stuff. All right, what do you have next for your uh, pro? Next pro, some resorts are destinations themselves. So we've yes. talked a whole lot about this in our resort rundown episodes. If you're new to us, would highly recommend going back. We have almost every resort. We have only one yeah. left, and I'm dragging my feet on doing it because I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I also really love Riviera, and that's the last one we have to do. But we did talk yeah. a lot about some of the amenities, some of the theming and all of that stuff. But just a, a quick rundown, if you're like, well, Greg, what are you even talking about? How can a hotel be a destination? Then I say you probably haven't visited some of these. Or maybe you didn't didn't give it a chance. You didn't have enough time to look around. You didn't listen to our podcast. How dare you? Listen, it's your own free walking tour of your resort. Go check out the episode. (laughs) And honestly, can I tell you, and I know you know this because we shared it with our our Patreon people, but for everyone else, like I, I really do, and we both really mean it. And like we're serious about the stuff we share on those resort rundowns because I was going to kind of give like an unofficial tour to someone of Wilderness Lodge. And then on the way to work that day, I went back and listened to our Wilderness Lodge Resort Run-In episode because I wanted to brush up on some of the more specific facts that we learned. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I was on for full nerd mode and I loved it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Wilderness Lodge, a treasure trove of westward expansion history, Animal yeah. Kingdom Lodge, and there are more than just lodges, is a beautiful place. You can see a bunch of animals. It like truly transports you away. Beach Club and Yacht Club, nautical themes, but the best pool on property and i think that's like Mm. uncontested i think we all like have come to it we can't agree on everything in america but i think everyone can agree the uh storm along bay pool at that that Mm -hmm. uh, those two resorts share is the best like that is almost a water park at a resort and it is fun for the whole family polynesian is obviously a super well-themed same kind of thing. Immersive will yeah. transport you to you're in some type of tropical Saratoga. Island. I feel like Saratoga, the episode we did on Saratoga was like, there is a lot here. Yeah. There was so a, much stuff vibe. there. Mm. I mean, Fort Fort Wilderness. Fort that's Wilderness, another. Like, I, oh, I didn't even mention that. That's yeah, like, Fort, and I'm going that there. That is Hello. a whole other like world over yes. there in Fort Wilderness. My goodness. Yeah. And that's on the list of less expensive, especially if you're on camper, you're not really paying a whole lot per night. You're paying for a lot of space so you can bring your camper or your trailer in. Yeah. Um, but everything that I've been mentioning about how like I just like going to these resorts, that's just the regular season. Once the holiday season switch turns on, boom, it's like 
the like Olympics of resort hopping. Yeah, there's just so much. Well, because going there's on. so much like ex- exclusivity to things. It's like, oh well, they're offering this, but it's only for the holiday season. Yep. So it gives you like another reason to come back and stay at those places during those times. Um, I mean, I have in my list of like the resorts have a lot to offer is like restaurants, activities, pools, vibes, shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like every resort has. Is it every resort or almost every resort has shopping, like has a gift shop? Yeah, every every resort has a gift shop. Has Some a of the multiple. Pretty much all of them have pools. Mm-hmm. Um, like extra activities, like kid activities for kids and stuff like that. There's tons of that stuff out there. You can do like arts and crafts. Um, wilderness has a ton of that stuff. Mm. Where is it you can go horseback riding? Isn't that wilderness? Yep, you can do that at Wilderness. Wilderness. At uh, Fort Wilderness. I mean, yeah, they have like stables. So so much to offer at each of those like destinations it's almost like i feel like at that point it's hard to pick between when you're spending the money to stay at some of those resorts it's like should i go to the park or should i actually like do stuff here at this resort (laughs) that i'm staying at yeah because you can do both so on the list of things you can see at your resort are characters a huge pro for me is that you can see characters at the resort all of the disney resorts uh here at walt disney world are visited by the character coach which means at any time you can run into some of your your Disney friends. And it's a big deal. I mean, we have so many stories. I've shared them here with you all as we encounter them. Um, lately, it's been mostly Donald-related stories because he's our number one. But usually the ones you see are Donald Glo- uh, Gloofy. <laughs> he's the Gloofy. one that has a bad glue-sniffing habit. I thought habit. you were going to say gluten-free Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, Pluto, and Goofy, those are like the, the three musketeers that you see around. But there have been place. so many times that we've seen... Just like a bunch of random, random. characters in Peter Wilderness Pan. Lodge. Y'all yeah. been to Peter Pan before? Yes. Um, Chip and Dale have been know. around. Uh, Daisy and Mi- and Mickey and Minnie and stuff. So like, just yeah. that is something that you just you're not you can't. Not only will you not, but you just mm-hmm. can't ever get that anywhere else because those are Disney characters. You're going to yeah. find them at a Disney resort, and that's not nothing that's like advertised. They're not going to put up a schedule for that. Right. They show up when they show up. It's, it's usually, like a surprise and delight, basically. Yeah, it's happens. not normally at night. It's usually in in the day. Um, it's great Extreme. if like you're checking in and your room's not ready and you just happen to be hanging around the lot, hanging out in a lobby somewhere, and then boom, characters walk in. Like, that's just something you can only get at a Disney resort. Yeah. You know what a lot of resorts also have is pin trading. You can do a lot of pin trading things at random resorts as well. That's Mm -hmm. another kind of like pop-up thing that's big. So if you are big into pin trading, like it's just kind of an added bonus for that. I forgot about that. And then to skip ahead for a second to our Instagram submissions, um, shout out to Jen Drennan who mentioned pin trading. I'm like, oh "Oh my gosh, what a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Yes. That means you get to continue your pin trading fun after you leave the park. So like if you left the park, especially like if you left the park because it's raining and you're like, oh, yeah. what do we do? Like, oh, we love pin trading. The Contemporary alone has seven pin trading locations. It's yeah. just one hotel, right? So let's talk know. about um, let's talk about restaurants because yes. there are some really good ones out there. I mean, obviously there's like pools and pool bars. Like I was thinking of the bars. I'm like a lot of them have pool bars too. But some of them have like real bars. Um, so... I know you probably have a list that you've built of like some of the best restaurants at some of these resorts. The deluxe resorts uh, have lounges attached to their big like table service restaurants, which is really helpful because yeah. if you don't want to to do like the full version of it, you can probably still grab a drink and a plate. Just go to the lounge. Yeah. And truly anything around the Magic Kingdom, like their, their bars are all like fun stuff. I mean, really right around Magic Kingdom, you have Polynesian's Trader Sam's. Like that's yeah. probably the most themed bar you're going to find. The Enchanted Rose uh, Lounge up in the Grand Floridian is awesome. It is themed to the live-action Beauty and the Beast. 
in a not in your face way. You got to like walk around and, and pick up yeah. on the it's on very the touches and stuff. Elegant. It I, honestly, it really is. I it's really not like it's, I love it's it. not cheesy Disney theming. It's not be our guest. It's no, like no. a very like fancy. Yeah, it's very it's fancy. beautiful in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you're looking for like a nice restaurant that might have a Disney touch to it, you're not going to find them anywhere else. I mean, not other yeah. than the parks, obviously, but I meant at other resorts. The restaurant Citricos up in the Grand Floridian is Mary, has a couple of Mary Poppins Returns touches. So every like mm-hmm. as you're eating and like chatting and stuff, you're taking the the beautiful like giant windows that allow a lot of daylight in there, uh, natural light. Um, you just look around, you'll see a Mary Poppins umbrella somewhere, or just other like nods to the movie, and that's just something that is unique. There are a bunch of those types of restaurants. Um, even that's those are just regular, right? We're not even talking yeah. about character dining. So this is another yeah. opportunity. For you True. to spend more time, more one-on-one time with characters. Chef Mickey over at the Contemporary Super Popular Topolino Breakfast over at Riviera yes. is like very On difficult to get a race and uh, reservation for. Because yeah. you get adorable Mickey, Donald, Daisy, and Minnie in yeah. four unique outfits. They have little storylines for them that they play over like the speakers mm-hmm. and stuff. And they, when they come out and like do the little thing yeah. every 20 minutes or whatever it is. It's so fun. Uh, yeah, Ohana breakfast. Mm-hmm. I feel like is there. I feel like there's something. Um, you um isn't character dining over at Whispering Canyon breakfast? No. Um, the character okay, dining at not. Wilderness Lodge is the dinner. Um, story book, book dining at Artist Point. So that's Snow, Snow White, White and some friends, yeah. as well as the Evil Queen. I mean, can we just talk about Hoopty Doo Review? Like that yes. on its own. It's a whole category of its like own. It really is. That's a whole favorite. show with, uh, you know, drinks and a meal yeah. included. So but that, so those are some restaurants. But if you're um, also thinking like, okay, I can go visit those restaurants while I'm staying. Maybe I don't necessarily want to stay there because of that. Totally get it. I will yeah. shout out this other pro that's related to dining is that resort stay guests get earlier access to dining reservations. So everybody yeah. is able to book dining 60 days from your, your intended dining date. So like, let's say it's 60 days now, I can hop on and I can book something that's 60 days out. However, if you have a Disney resort reservation, you can book dining for the length of your trip up to 10 days. So on Day 60 away, you can book things on day 61, 62, 63, all the way up to 70, which means you're able to to have access to reservations to everyone else who doesn't have a resort reservation, which means if you're trying to book Ohana, like we mentioned, or Topolino Breakfast, or Chef Mickey, or in the parks, Be Our Guest, or the Cellier, or the dining packages for the Epcot festivals, which often fill up very quickly if you make sure you're trying to book them at the end of your trip, you're probably going to get it because you are, especially if you, yeah. if you have a week-long trip, you're way ahead of so many people who are trying to book those. And the only way you can do that is to have a resort stay booked. That's why sometimes when you log on to get your, you think you're like, how is it already full? And it's like, well, because it was full days ago. Yeah. It was full because of other like dine, of other resort stayers. But um, speaking of getting extra time, let's talk about extra park time. Yeah. Which is a huge pro. So, Yes, a lot of times it's only about 30 minutes in the morning that you're getting some extra magic time or whatever they're calling it. Um, but if you're staying at, is it Deluxe Resorts only? 
Yeah, so all all four resorts are 30 minutes every single day in all four parks. So it's not like you have to figure out what day of the week you're going. It's all four parks every day, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And then the extra evening hours is Deluxe and Deluxe Villa Resorts. Which is like hours, like three hours. Yeah, I think it's been two, but it could be three. It's like two to three-ish hours at select parks on select nights, though. Right. So they're currently doing Epcot and Hollywood Studios. It has been Epcot and Magic Kingdom, but... I'm guessing they swapped it away from Magic because of all the party nights. Like, there's already a lot going on in October. So, right now, it's... And I say... We have to say right now, because one, we don't know when you're listening to this. So, like, go check it out. But usually, uh, two nights a week or extra evening hours, Mm -hmm. one is Epcot and one is Hollywood. It's like whatever... It's basically the newest version of Extra Magic Hours. It's like... they. It's only deluxe resorts. They have Extra Magic time, Extra Magic Hours, and then... I don't even know what they call the one in the morning. Early, it's early entry and extended early entry, evening hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's just another bonus. You get some extra time there, you know? That 30 minutes makes a big difference. It especially does. You can, get in... a, you can get a You realize how much you can get down in 30 minutes mm-hmm. when you get in there first. So, Especially since, I mean, the last time we were at a park for early entry, they opened it up at 825 instead of 830 right. for the, for the uh, um, when we went to Magic Kingdom. And we were on... Like you, we mentioned, we were the first party on the the people mover, and we were like coming off of it. It was like eight thirty two, so we had already done one ride, and we're technically two minutes into the two day. Minutes in, yes. So. And there's just so much you can do. Um, yeah. People obviously run over to Rise of the Resistance and Hollywood Studios for that, which is why when the park opens thirty minutes later, there's already a line. So mm-hmm. you do find your way ahead of all of that. All right, what else? What other pros do you have on your list? Um, Disney Resort guests have exclusive access to the Disney dining plan. So uh-huh. right now the plans are, are not in effect. They do return in January of 2024. And this is something that would matter to you if it matters to you. I happen yeah. to not be someone who really ever has used the Disney dining plan. It just doesn't work for me. I don't think I could eat all that food. But it is a very popular thing. People love it. So the Disney dining plans are only available to Disney Resort guests. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of convenience in that. I think that's why it's so popular. You can basically prepay for all your meals. So when you're there, you just show up, tap your magic band to the register or to the server's little thing. And then the little thing, you know what I mean? You can redeem your meal credits. You don't ever have to worry about your wallet or anything. Um, I know that's a huge convenience for for guests and and they love it. So um, the only way to get that is to have a Disney Resort reservation. Yep, and they have two options that they're going to be offering, so you can always check those out. Because one's like just table service, and then one is, um, like just or I think one is more just quick service, and then the other one has table services involved in it. So yeah, just always something good to check out. I mean, I always tell people you it, there's a little bit of of work involved if you're trying to figure out if it's worth it to you price wise. But a lot of people they just get it because of the convenience. Mm-hmm. It's just super easy to do. So. That's another great one. What else? Um, you mentioned parking, but I do want to circle back mm-hmm. to that. If I can use a corporate America term. Okay. Um, perhaps we put a pin on it and now we're revisiting. It's Here back on the table. Um, I do want to reiterate so that we make sure everyone's clear on it, that if you do happen to rent a car or you have your own car while you're um, staying at a Disney resort, you do not have to pay for parking. Parking is complimentary mm-hmm. at the resorts. But then because you are a resort guest, you don't have to pay to park at the parks. So um, if you, let's say, are an annual pass holder, you're already not paying, but not everyone's. In In fact, most people are not an annual pass holder, despite what it might seem like when there are annual pass holder only events. Still, the majority of of guests at Disney are not annual pass holders. Mm -hmm. So if you do happen to have your car 
and you're trying to factor in, well, okay, if I'm staying at a non-Disney resort and I have my car, um, I'm paying for parking at the resort and then also the parks. So just remember, parking is now $30 a day at the parks, and then it just depends on what your resort is charging you. Common fees are between $20 and $30 a night. Um, You also mentioned shopping, and I just Mm want to further explore that a little bit because, yes, all of the all of the Disney resorts have gift shops. And um, I think what's convenient about that is that you might be able to spend a little less time shopping when you're in the park because you may have gotten what you needed at your resort. So especially on like check-in or check-out day, maybe you check-in day because check-out day, you probably have your stuff packed already. But Mm -hmm. I would visit your resort gift shop if you decide to stay. And this is a pro for me is to kind of like do some of your shopping then so you have to do less of it while you're trying to, I don't know, enjoy your vacation that you probably saved up for a year or two or more to come down here to do. Um, No, not every item that you'll find in the parks is available at the resorts, but a lot of the kind of universal, wait, not that universal, Mm -hmm. the more like generic like Disney World stuff, especially if you need to brush up on your ear game or something, um, those are probably available at your resort gift shop. Yeah, check them out. Um, I do wish one thing that they, I mean, I'm just going to mention this because they don't do it anymore right now, but I'm kind of wishing that they bring it back is the, um, like the hotel service to send your merch from the store, from mm. the parks to your hotel. I really hope they yeah, the merchandise pickup thing. Yeah. I'm hoping that they do that because you can't, can you get it sent to the front of the park or you, or you still I can't get it sent to the front of the park? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like they will hold it for you, but maybe not, maybe not. We haven't done that in a while, so okay. Is that uh, does that wrap our pro list? Should we get? I into got the cons? one more pro. You got okay. All right, okay. what you got? Um, the value resorts specifically, I think, offer the most fun Disney photo opportunities. So mm, if yeah. you're looking Theme for a little bit another, like elevated yeah. version of Disney, maybe that's a deluxe or a moderate. But the value resorts are a ton of fun. I mean, you've yeah. probably seen photos of them, right? We've talked about it a lot here, but those larger than life statues of either Disney characters or scenes from movies or just like. like Big like, stuff. That's what your kids want to see. Yeah, like, that's what I grew your up. Your kids on. don't really know that they're in a deluxe resort, but when they're at like a, <laughs> when that art of animation or like an all star, it's like whoa! Like when are you gonna see you know a huge, like, Andy or whatever? Like yeah, I mean, or a car from toy or from Cars or whatever. Yes, all of those the, types of things. You don't need to hear me, everyone, gush on about art of animation and their cars. Yeah, like uh, not Cars Land. There are cars area over there. Just all like it's so well done over there with the Lion King stuff, the yeah. car stuff, the Nemo stuff, the big um, Ursula, so the big Ariel, the big King Triton over there at, at um, Art. Just all three All Star Resorts have the big things. Like kids love it. Mm-hmm. I loved it when I was a kid. Grew up on it. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, Pop Century wasn't around. Neither was Art of Animation. But like I'm sure I would have loved them then. It's like oh, I remember we stayed at a, ho- at a hotel and it had a huge um, like Dalmatian. You know. Exactly. Those yeah. are the things that stand out to them. That's so. what I mean. I have and so many memories. When they get older, you can take them to the fancier ones. You know, yes. when <laughs> they can, appreci- when they can appreciate it. Right. When they can. Whenever I see like little kids at real fancy resorts, I'm like, you don't even know, kid. Like you just don't even know. <laughs> no, they don't even know. <laughs> don't even know. Um, All right. But yeah, that was kind of the other thing that I had on there was just like the theming. Mm-hmm. Every hotel has like those Disney touches, the Disney theming, and you can't beat that. I mean. When you go to an off-property hotel, it's like you you have officially left Disney property and you know it. Yep. Whereas when you're like staying at a um, hotel in the bubble, you know you're still there at Disney and it still mm-hmm. just feels magical. So that's another pro there. All, All right, right, let's talk let's, about cons. Let's swing the pendulum the Here other way. Here we go. Obviously, the number one is they're not budget friendly. 
Mm-hmm. The All-Stars, I would say some people could argue that they are budget-friendly for someone like me, um, depending on how much money you are budgeting for your trip. We would not say that those are budget-friendly anymore unless we get a really good discount. They're just not. But um, yeah, so you kind of have to weigh the pros and the cons there with that, with the budget. Mm. It all depends on your budget. I was trying to do a little research because like, I don't even know what the rates for some of the all-stars are these days. So I was doing some quick Googling Mm. and um, for some resorts in the area, so like the Hotel Plaza Boulevard, those are the the ones that are near Disney Springs that are technically on Disney property, but not Disney owned and operated have similar rates to the all-star. So if, if this was like, if we're purchasing yeah. houses here and we were pulling up comps, they're, they're comparable. The rates yeah. at um, all-star, the all three all-stars were within like 20 or $30 of a average nightly rate compared to the others. Um, so like not totally out of reach, but you can't compare it to like Airbnbs you, because for yeah, the same price as yeah. an all-star, you can get, you can get like a, a house, house for a whole family with a pool. With your own pool, right? Granted, you're off property. You have to drive over and or Uber every day. But But even then, that might be better for you if you... I mean, you might be losing time, but you're saving money, you know? That's what we do with Doug's family. We always rent a house. And we typically rented the same house in the Mm. same neighborhood. um, And there's 10 of us. And we stay for a whole week for like six or seven days. Yep. And it's like under $1,000 for the whole week. There's no way we could afford that many people at a hotel nope. for that many nights. Not for like the size just... room you'd need, no. Yeah. And we have a, it's got a pool and a hot tub. Everybody has their own room, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think anybody, maybe, yeah, I don't think anyone shares a room that, like, doesn't have a spouse or whatever. Um, We all have our own space. It's just really nice. Mm. But, yeah, Airbnb, I think, is where, that's, like, where you're going to, with the budget stuff. Yeah, that's the real, the real comparison. Yeah. Um, um, I did have another con. Yeah. Um, some of these resorts can be really crowded. Some of these Disney resorts. So like the buses mm-hmm. at, at these resorts can get really backed up or take forever. Yeah. So um, Port Orleans Riverside, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, Saratoga Springs, Saratoga is like... Old Key West. Those are the resorts that are really spread out. Like they don't have that single yes. kind of lobby feeling. So you could be the last be stop the right so a bus could pull up to your bus stop at peak time and it could already be full or like bit like just to the point where they can maybe let a couple people on you're one of those couple and you're in there like hot dogging it shoulder to shoulder in there um that's, butt to gut, that's tough but to gut <laughs> but to gut yes um and then on the flip side though some of the larger resorts that have a single bus stop like the all-stars or pop century right because it's one stop those lines at the bus stops can be long at peak times both at the resort to get to a park in the morning and then reverse coming home from a park at the end of the night Mm -hmm. those are the ones that have the double size buses because they need it and even then the line is long so the resorts are meant to hold a ton of people and they do so that's just Mm -hmm. something to keep in mind yeah it can be a lot quieter at other resorts i Mm -hmm. would say we usually have a pretty quiet stay when we're like off property or at a good neighbor hotel. Yep. So, um, what else? I feel like those are kind of the main things. Those are mine. Get... And then we got a bunch of pros and cons yeah. from you all that um, decided to respond to our our question out there. So here's some pros that you all said. A lot of you, and I mean a lot, like the majority of you referring to, quote, the bubble. The mm-hmm. idea of being in the Disney bubble yeah. while you're on vacation. In other words, you're, you've are you stepped away from reality where 
there are things that are a little bit brighter and kind of like more fun. And I think there's really something to that. The idea that you are basically escaping reality for the entire time. You'll notice that like things are different. You go back to the hotel. It's like not normal TV right away. Like those are small things that just make you like forget about the rest of the world. Of course, we'll have our phones, but still. Still. um, And it's not something you can get anywhere else. You're not going to leave Disney World to go back to your hotel and there's like Disney stuff going on. Yeah. In your room. Well, there's, you're something still be, in the there's something to be said too about like stepping out of your hotel room and seeing like cast members immediately. Yes. You know? Cast even members if it's is a big like one. yeah, even if it's just like the ones that are um, you know, like at the front desk at your hotel or they're serving you food or they're cleaning, things like that. It's like, oh cast members, like mm-hmm. we're on Disney property. It's like another reminder. It is. I love the resort TV too. I'm like, turn on that TV and like <laughs> to put it on the channel that just has like the background music and yes. tells you what the, the temperature outside is and all that <laughs> stuff. So um, some other phrases that were tossed out that I think can be rolled up into this uh, pro are uh, words like immersive. They love the atmosphere, the vibes of the resorts, the touch of Disney magic and the theming. Mm-hmm. So those are all part of being in the bubble. Yeah. And um, all, we talked about this, but many of you said transportation. Just transportation is a very popular convenience for everybody because it's free. It's constant. You don't have to worry about it. Um it just allows for you to take easy breaks during the day to go to and from your resort. Um, so that's another, like, we get it. I totally understand. And it's a great one. It's a good pro. That's key. The leaving yes. your park in the middle of the Taking day and not having to drive and letting else someone drive you to yeah. get back to your resort. That's very nice. Which I'm a believer now because we really didn't do that until like our last trip. And then I was like, why have I not been doing this? <laughs> it's so much nicer than just being like absolutely just exhausted at the end of the day it's like just go take a little break and you can get plenty of stuff in in the evening times but anyway we got a ton of responses about proximity which is of course the first thing we talked about in our cons just the idea that you can walk to parks from certain resorts or the idea of quote being in the center of it all i think that's that's a huge pro and we also mentioned the pin trading one so here are some cons Mm -hmm. that you all submitted as well so obviously price which is what we talked about. Like the mm-hmm. price is just the number one thing. People just sometimes, I mean, when you're spending so much money to go to the Disney park in general, it's like you are willing to pay a little bit more money to do the things that you want to do in the park and maybe not as much as staying at, you know, on property. It's like those yep. are, I think that's like usually the first thing that people are willing to give up um, when it comes to Disney. It's like, okay, well I can, you know, I can afford getting tickets and like eating at the restaurants and stuff, but I can't afford to stay on property. I feel like that's usually the number one thing that gets the yeah. boot when it comes to planning a trip. Um, one other con that was mentioned were that some food locations are too crowded. And honestly, yeah, like the kind of food court type places can get really crowded um, yeah. at peak at peak times. Yeah. Um, I love this. <laughs> Someone said kids. <laughs> I'm going to say that's probably Rick. I feel like Rick probably said it was, that. It was not. I won't, I, I'm not revealing the identity of any of these, but he was not the one. Um, but I'm like, I mean, you're going to have kids no matter where you are. Like every hotel we've ever stayed at, even off property, like there's kids. Mm. But I mean, it is a con if, you know, you really don't want to have to deal with a bunch of kids. Um, it's nice at an Airbnb because you have your own private, you know, area there. So you're not having to deal with like other people on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. Typically you're usually like have your own space there, but that just made me laugh. Uh, another one that some of the older beds around property are uncomfortable, which is mm-hmm. true. Look, I mean, luckily a lot of these places get, get refurbished or reimagined over time. Yeah. Um, but some of those, some of them, well, they get need cheap a little beds TLC. Too. <laughs> I am one of those weird people that sleep really well 
at hotels because I like firm mattresses. So oh God, what's r- who hurt you? Why do you I like don't know. firm? Mattress? I don't know what it is. I just I sleep really good in hotels for some reason. This one uh, about how breakfast is never included with yeah. the price. So like off property, you'll get those resort those hotels. I'd be like, you know, and this price includes breakfast, or you can upgrade a little yeah. bit and you get like a, a complimentary breakfast. But I feel like even if you got a crappy breakfast, it would yes. still go a long way with Disney. It's like a just continental... put some freaking Uggs out there. Uh, Uggs. Put some freaking eggs out there with some crappy grits and like Mickey waffles. And because you know what? That makes people really happy at the good neighbor hotels because they have Mickey waffles. They're not. I mean, it's just your typical hotel breakfast. But people are like, you know what? Breakfast is included and we love it. Mm. So I feel like if Disney would just do something like that, it would go such a long way. Probably would. Um, But no, they're like, oh, you want that cheese sandwich that's been sitting in there for five days? It's $20. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you can uh, hope it's good when you reheat it in your microwave. (laughs) Uh, Noise was another con submitted. And these the resorts can get there. There are a lot of rooms at some of these resorts. Yeah. All of those rooms obviously compound the noise. It can get kind of noisy. We have had to call before on people at the All Stars. Narc. It was like one in the morning. They had two adjoining rooms and they just kept slamming doors. They were being super loud. We could hear baby screaming. I mean, it was like we weren't the only ones that called. They told us, but um, we definitely were like, I mean, this is getting a little ridiculous at this Mm. point because it was late, late. So Um, the last one here is that Animal Kingdom Lodge is far away from other parks. And that is true. That is one of those. But I feel like you're going to you just kind of know that going into it. Mm hmm. I mean, you're going to get to see some cool animals out there. But yeah, it is a little bit farther away. But still, you're in the bubble. You're on property. There's some good restaurants over there. It's really cool to see these wild... I mean, where else can you stay like normal and walk outside and see like a giraffe or, you know, all these like all these crazy animals so unless you are a giraffe that's probably that's not true. your life <laughs> you know in your yeah. regular every day right they're like this is not normal right <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff good stuff so well, those were all of our yeah. our pros our cons your pros your cons and it is truly up to you to decide if it is worth it right we all perceive value a certain way and what's important yeah. to us some per- some of us prefer time versus convenience or money or whatever and or some type of like mix of those three things so figure it out Um, But hopefully some of the nuggets that we shared today will help you in your quest to determine if it's worth it to stay at a Disney resort. Nope, I'm stopping the news nugget music because I think that the more appropriate music is this. Beth has the news nugget. She's had us. She has us all joined here together to deliver the good news. Oh, we just have to listen to it for a minute. Ready? Ready? All right, hit us. Greg, are you ready for a miracle? I am. All day park hopping will return January 9th of 2024. (laughs) The crowd goes wild. My note here says the weary world rejoices. We are very excited about this. Um, I'm sad that it's not happening until January 9th, but I get it while they're doing all that. A lot of, a lot of things coming back on January, January 9th, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yes. So you won't have to have, I mean, we're not worried about the, cause they're getting rid of a lot of the park reservation stuff, but you can park hop till you drop whatever time you want. 
Yes. Which is really great because that means that Genie Plus is going to be a lot easier as well. Because you'll be able to just like make reservations in other parks and not have to, you know what I mean? Like if you have a park hopper, you're not having to wait. One attraction in every park if you wanted to and bounce around. And you don't have to wait till after two o'clock to hit all those other new ones in a different park. So Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be really exciting and we're very happy. It's great news. Yes. All right, we'll go back in time with some Disney history brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets who are in Disneyland Land. as we speak. The jealousy yeah. is getting the best of me, oh, but yeah. I'm going to have to get over it. You're going to be there soon. Shut up. Uh, well, so, well, yeah, twice. Soonish. Next, Sooner than Beth will January. ever be, which has been never. So Okay, fine. Anyway, uh, aside from my jealousy, let's talk about uh, this week in the year 1971. Mm. Um, then U.S. President Richard Nixon visited Walt Disney World for a special showing of the Hall of Presidents so that he can see himself as an audio animatronic. And an additional fun fact, a bonus fun fact, he hoped to attend the opening ceremony of Walt Disney World later in the month, but he couldn't get there because of the difficulty in getting the proper amount of security, because, you know, was a president, mm-hmm. um, he was not able to be there. But he was there to see himself as an audio animatronic. Very interesting. How meta was that? Interesting. You're talking, but you're also seeing yourself talking as a robot. And that's not really a thing yet. So, yeah, because we're in the 70s. That had to have been really mind blowing at the time. It's like the wax museum, you know, like seeing yourself as a wax figure, but also it talks. Um, Anyways, I'm taking us all the way back to 2012. This is when Disney announced a new program for 2013 in which guests would encounter surprises weekly uh, weekly themes. Sorry, surprise weekly themes at Disney parks in Florida and California. The new program was called Limited Time Magic. It was revealed at a morning event in New York City's Times Square, along with a 25 foot tall, 45,000 pound castle made of ice. Oh, 2013, um, each week, the Disney theme parks would be highlighted by a different surprise or guest enhancement for a one-week-only engagement. Do you remember this at all? I do not. I don't remember this at all. So it started in 2013. It said limited eye magic features unexpected experiences and an extra sprinkle of pixie dust. Um, These included special entertainment, like special events, souvenirs, or surprises. It It would change from week to week at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Um, and it says that they would usually have like different magic celebrations, but some may be the same. And they would announce these every Friday, like what the following week special thing was going to be. Huh. So I thought that was crazy because I was that like, man, they cool. did that for a whole year. How did we yeah. miss that? I don't know. And I went in 2013, like twice. I don't remember yeah. that at all. So I'm wondering what like the, I wasn't able to like research what they were, but hmm. I just thought that was when I came across it was like, I wonder if like Greg remembers this because I don't remember oh. this. But yeah, hmm. something a little extra. Why don't y'all bring that back, Disney? Thank you. We appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Before Greg wraps us up with a beautiful quote to end our episode, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a review on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney pods. You can follow along with us on our Instagram. It's at that park life podcast. Uh, if you want to leave us a question on there, you can do so on our Instagram highlight. It's Ask Beth and Greg. You can find it right there in the little highlight buttons. To follow on our personal accounts, I am at the Real Beth McDonald, and I am at the Disney Greg. And as always, you can follow along on our other projects that we have going on. So Greg is at the Quick Escape Pod with his other podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and I am at Simplistic Thrills. We've got lots of fun stuff going on there. We've got some merch, some Disney planning things. 
Um, so check out Simplistic Thrills as well. If you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment. If you want to send um, some magic mail to a, sorry, if you want to send a magic gram to a friend or family member, you can do all of that over at our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. You can also do a word search if you're looking for specific episodes um, of things that we've talked about. You just type that keyword into the search bar and it'll pull up all those episodes we've talked about that. Highly recommend you checking out the um, the series we've done on each resort if you're interested in that. Uh, if you want to also join our lovely gang of Diz nerds, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast to get our bonus episodes. We dive deeper into our lives. That's me and me and Greg, our lives. Um, and we have tons of other new features. We have um, we have all new levels there that you can unlock over at the Patreon. Uh, we've got some fun merch that we're giving out. Just all kinds of things. So go over there and check it out. We have different levels there. Um, yeah. And lastly, don't forget, we have Amazon shopping lists as well. These are, uh, we'll put the link in the description here. We do get a little kickback, but it's free for you. It just helps us out a little bit for putting together a list to help you with your Disney trips. All right, Greg, take it away. I would like to point out that on the other podcast, the one that you hissed about, <laughs> we um, the episode that, that is coming out this week or that came out this week, um, I was testing out pickup lines Ooh, on my okay. other two co-hosts. So if you want to hear me being a perv. It's hard can... for me to listen to it because I want to be part of the conversation and it's frustrating to me. We can all, we're all friends here. We can yeah, all I know. Just... I know. No, it's really good. That's why I'm saying it's good. But because I, but I'm like, I want to like have conversation with you <laughs> while I'm listening to it. And that makes it really hard. Cause then I want to text you and be like, okay, I'm listening to your pod and I need to have a conversation with you about this now. That happens. People come up to me at work now. I'm like, oh, I was listening. I'm like, oh yeah. no, coworkers don't listen. Oh. Cause like popular, that's too much. popular, you're going to be popular. Okay. Lar. All right. <laughs> all right. A quote. <laughs> As usual, this one comes to us from the Disney Pixar movie Inside Out. Oh, um, I happened to see Joy the other day, so I got Joy on the brain. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd bring a quote from her. I've got Joy, Joy down in my heart. Anyways, I don't. Is going. that a song? Yeah, it is. I don't know it. So this is a quote from Joy, who once said, "Quote: I read somewhere that an empty room is an opportunity." Mm. A little deep for you this week. Oh, hot, coming in hot with the music. Whoa. Whoa. Holy now, we, now we get the music. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, we'll see you all next week for The Haunting of right. Disney Parks Volume Ooh. 3. Get ready for that. It's going to happen. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.